wickedness is real. Oppression is real. But more real is our victory. For this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. God has commissioned Dr. David Oyedebo, the presiding bishop of Winners Chapel International, to preach the word of faith, liberating men everywhere from all oppression of the devil. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to rule in the midst of your enemies and subdue them under your feet. Jesus. Master Jesus, you are the king of Finally kicked off today. Hallelujah. To God be all the glory. The God that has made this happen will make something new happen in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We will see more and more. We will see more and more in Jesus' mighty name. That is the ending for the moment. Like we had in the announcement, 464 churches in one day. Hallelujah. So this one also I've added to the counts that will be mentioned in next week. Praise the Lord. To God be the glory. It is not an ambition that is divine mandate. That is divine mandate. It is not an ambition, but divine mandate. And I see somebody changing level from where you are to where you ought to be. In Jesus' mighty name. Celebrate Jesus with clap. Hallelujah. And please be seated in his presence. It is my year of breaking limits. The theme of the month remains godliness is profitable unto all things. There is nothing you desire that will never require godliness. Yes, except the thing is not from God. Whatever must come from God must come on the platform of godliness. And I see somebody becoming better and better in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And this month is our communion service. Also, it is our covenant day of marital breakthrough. And I see somebody's marital testimony becoming a better one in the name of Jesus Christ. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than you ask or think. I see God's 
changing somebody's story supernaturally in the name of Jesus Christ. And our teaching series has been understanding the cost and the cure of ungodliness. Understanding the costs and the cure of ungodliness. Quickly, we have started last week. Let me just mention also some definitions. What is God godliness? What is godliness? We started last week mentioning what godliness is. In addition, it is right standing with God. Right standing with God. Right standing with God. What is godliness? Number two, it is living by heaven's standard. Man has standard. Organization has standard. But the most glorious standard is heaven's standard. It doesn't matter how many rules you keep around you. If you don't keep the standard of heaven, you are not godly. It is living like Christ. Asking yourself at times, if Christ was in this position, what will be his action? What is godliness? Running by heaven's templates. Running by heaven's templates. What is godliness? Godliness is heavenly consciousness. And it has to do practically by your character. It begins with your character. Conscious of heaven, working on your character. Never you think things will just turn around like that when it comes to habits that you have picked over the years. But when you are conscious of heaven, every step you take by time, you take a correct step. I see somebody enjoying the help, the grace of God in Jesus' mighty name. And finally, what is God next? Putting God first in all things. Putting God first in all things. Putting God first in all things. Take note this morning that until you value godliness, you will lack value in life. Until you value godliness, you will lack value. Until you are testing for purity, you will never test power and grace. So you must be testing for it. Lord, I want to live a holy life. It is one thing to make mistakes. It's another thing to remain there. So you might fall, don't remain in it. You, are, you might have made an error. That is what makes you human. But don't remain inside the error. Dust yourself out of it. Praise the name of the Lord. Hear this? If you don't consider consecration, your destiny will be deserted. You must think of God. In everything you do, you must do what? Think of God. Like we said, heaven consciousness. Sir, there is heaven. No, no matter what you have seen or you are seen around. Sir, there is heaven and heaven is real. Hell is real. Be conscious of it. Be conscious of the fact that heaven is real and hell is real. You will make heaven. I say you and I will make heaven in the name of Jesus. Nothing makes you look like Christ like godliness we call they call them christians they were like christ they took the character of christ they took the form of christ that shall be you in jesus name purity is what gives birth to beauty purity is what gives birth to beauty 
purity gives birth to beauty. You cannot be purified and not be beautified. You cannot be purified and not be beautified. So, purity carries with it beauty. I see heaven's beauty becoming your portion. In Jesus' mighty name. Quickly, why exercise ourselves unto godliness? What's the reason? Why do we exercise ourselves unto godliness? Remember, First Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. The anchor scripture for the month is said, For bodily exercise, profited little. But godliness is profitable unto all things. So everything you desire in life can be gotten on the platform of godliness. Quickly, we are looking at the costs of godliness. Among others, things that you experience as a result of ungodliness. Number one, ungodliness blocks access to healing and health. Ungodliness blocks access to healing and health. The reason why sickness came in the, in the beginning was because man sinned. So the introduction of sickness was actually a product of ungodliness. When you are ungodly, you become gullible to the devil. He can assess you anyhow, anytime. That is why we must stand in Christ. John chapter 9 verse 31. He said, now we know that God heareth not sinners. But if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. Because if a man is sick, he needs God to hear his prayer to heal him. Now when the prayer is being blocked, how can God hear you? You see the reason why it looks as if some people are not praying. No, they pray. But because of the lifestyle, there is a blockage. Whatever has blocked your access to God, as you remain godly, I see such being destroyed in Jesus' name. The prosperity of your body is tied to the prosperity of your soul. Spirituality. The prosperity of your body is tied to the prosperity of your soul. Mark chapter 2, verse 5. Mark chapter 2, verse 5. Say, when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of passing, he said, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Now, this man didn't come to ask for forgiveness of sin. He was sick. But his sin has to be cleansed for, you to, for him to enjoy the health that he desired. Verse 6 said, but there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Verse 7, why do this man does speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins? But God only, verse 8, and immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reason within themselves, he asked them a question. Why reason ye these things in your heart? Whether it is it easier to say to the sick of the passing, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and take up thy bed and walk. Verse 10. But they but that ye may know that the Son of Man had power to heart on heart to forgive sins. And then he went ahead and then said, verse 11, I say unto thee, arise and take up thy bed. So, it is your heart first before his hand of healing. It is your heart first before his hand. No matter what you do, sir, make sure you live with God in mind. 
Because when sickness comes, there is no way we hear you. It is the nourishment of our soul that guarantees the nourishment of our body. Until your spirit man has been nourished properly, your health will always break down. So you see people sick today, they rise tomorrow, they sick today, check your spiritual life. There's a loophole somewhere. The Bible talks about little forces that spoil the vine. If you are tired of paying permanently for drugs, work on this. I see somebody coming out of sickness in the mighty name of Jesus. So healing is children's bread. And bread is one of the things to make in any house. What we're talking about to give a child. When the child cried a little, will you eat bread? It's always accessible. You can buy it quickly. It's meant for every believer. But when you live a lifestyle of sin, it is difficult for such a person not to fall sick. And when he falls sick, he can't recover quickly. That's why we must walk with Christ. Until you are forgiven, you cannot be given healing. Praise the name of the Lord. In James chapter 5 verse 14 says, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray for him, anointing him with oil. In the name of our Lord, verse 15 says, And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he come, have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. The sin must be taken away so that the sickness will not return again. It is your heart first before his hands of healing. When you tamper with his temple, your health will be troubled. The body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God? First Corinthians 3, 16. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God? And that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. So you are God's property. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. These are clear scriptures. For the temple of God is holy. Which temple ye have? So you are the temple of God. You must keep this temple. You mess up the temple, you are trying to mess up your destiny. May God have mercy. In the mighty name of Jesus. So to defile the temple is to weaken our body. Number two, ungodliness blocks access to durable riches. Ungodliness blocks access to durable riches. There are riches that are durable. There are some that are for a while. Some people get some money, you get money for it for some time. A short while before you know there's nothing again to show. The Bible made mention in Proverbs 23, verse 5. It says, Riches certainly make themselves wings and fly away towards heaven where they came from. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 5. Riches certainly makes themselves wings. So they become, they, they disappear the way they came. And you know what? It is easy for the riches to disappear than to come. When it's coming, it's coming gradually. Say, I'm changing level. I'm changing level. But when it wants to leave, it leaves suddenly. That shall not be you. I said, that shall not be your story. In Psalm 112, verse 1, the Bible says, Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is that man that feareth the Lord. You want blessing? Fear God. That delight greatly in his commandment. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Don't forget where it's coming from. That fear the Lord. That fear the Lord. It affects him. It affects his seed. The man will be blessed. His seed also will be blessed. 
He said, wealth and riches, verse 3, wealth and riches shall be in his house. Sir, wealth and riches is not a function of where you walk, but how you live. Wealth and riches is not a function of where you walk. You can be walking somewhere good and be borrowing, be living in debt. He's collecting the base slip is heavy. But when it, what it goes on with, finally, is very small. Why? Because the finance is not secure. Ungodliness. Ungodliness. Until you are righteous, you can't be God's right choice. You want to be God's right choice, you must be righteous. Until you are righteous, you cannot be God's right choice. In Proverbs chapter 8, verse 18, it says, Riches and honor are with me, yea, durable riches and righteousness. So, righteousness comes with riches that is durable. There are some riches that expires. May money not expire in your hands, sir. <laughs> I don't know if you have experienced it before. There was one time that they changed currency at the point they said, Okay, you can't, you can't use the money again. That was back then in Nigeria. So if you pile the money, you just wasted it. May money not expire in your hand. May the blessing of God over your life be durable. What does it mean for finance to be durable? When it is durable, it uplifts you. It uplifts you. You use and remain for your children. There are people that leave debts for their children. They leave debt for their family. When they go, people sit down to share the debts. That shall not be you. When you talk about durable riches, it glorifies God. Any money you cannot use to serve God is not good one. It glorifies God. It attracts envy though. When a man has that kind of blessing, like Isaac, the Philistine said, envied him. So if you don't want envy, don't go for durable riches. If you want durable riches, get said they will envy you. When it comes to durable riches, it is reproductive. It doesn't run dry. From one chain of business to another. That shall be your experience in Jesus' name. So, ungodliness blocks durable riches. Number three, costs of ungodliness. It blocks access to help in times of trouble. It blocks access to help in times of trouble. Isaiah chapter 38 verse 1 to 5. The man Ezekiah was troubled at the point in his life. Sickness was there and he was told that the sickness was going to death. There was no remedy as it were. But because of his relationship with God, he prayed a prayer. The Bible says, it says in those days, Isaiah 38 verse 1, in those days was Ezekiah sick unto death and Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, came unto him and said unto him, Thus said the Lord, set thy house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. What a judgment. And verse 2 says, And Ezekiel turned his face towards the wall and prayed unto the Lord. Look at his prayer. Verse 3. He said, And said, Remember now, O Lord, I beseech thee, just in case you forgot, how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart in godliness. There are some prayers we pray that are empty. 
because they are not tied to responsibility. Any prayer that is not tied to responsibility, you can't pray and say, Lord, you know I pay my tithe. Because you are not tithing. If you pray by that, you know you won't get anything. The man was sure of his ways with God. He said, you know, you know, just in case you forget, let me remind, remind you that you owe me long life. And God instructed the prophet, go back to him. Even when I told you, you will have even argued with me. You didn't argue with you, you went to tell him. Okay, go back with that same mouth and tell him that he will live. Because if I send somebody else, he might not believe on time. This man is worthy to live. There are things that the devil shows you that you only need to show him your relationship with God. The man had a challenge in his farm. The curtain were not opening up. So it was more or less going to be a loss to him. It was a cotton farm. And then he went to be meet the man of God and told him, this is the challenge I'm facing. And the man said, do you have a tithe? Do you pay your tithe? He said, I pay my tithe. And they went to the farm and prayed, Lord, this one pays his tithe. And while they were yet praying, the miracle began to take place. There are prayers we pray that are empty. They are not tied to anything. If you follow scriptures and then you do what God says you do, you'll be able to pray, Lord, you are the one that said if we seek you first, all other things will be added. I've sought after you. Therefore, things should be added to me. But a lot of people can't pray because they are not responsible believers. But it will change. I say, may the grace of God help somebody out. It is not about what God can do. But what you have done to secure what God can do. What you must do is in scriptures. So it's not about what can, God can do all things. He even said, be it unto you according to your faith. That, that means you have a blank check. Anything you feel there. But on the condition that you must be responsible. May every one of us remain as responsible believers. Psalm 33 verse 18. Psalm 33 verse 18. Behold, the hand of the Lord is upon them that fear him. Upon them that hope in his mercy, verse 19, to deliver their, them, their souls rather from death and to keep them alive in famine. The Lord, the eyes of the Lord, the eyes of the Lord, the fear of the Lord puts on the torchlight of heaven over you. Even when they, want, they don't want to observe you, the torchlight is on you. The fear of the Lord, it makes you God's choice. When there is need for rescue, you are the one to be rescued. The whole of Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. But this is man that did not live like them. He was the only one rescued with his daughters. Lot. The whole city was to be destroyed. But he was not consumed with the city. Why? His lifestyle. He could still manage to live what he learned from Abraham. In the days of trouble, what rescues you is what you do before the day of trouble. No emergency. No emergency. Ah, Father, oh, Father, those prayers sometimes don't go anywhere. Even you, you know. When your prayer is not leaving you, you know it's a. Except you want to pretend. Emergency prayer. No, it is what you have done before. You don't come to the farm on the harvest day when you did not come when people were sowing. Godliness is like such a seed. You sow it. In the days of trouble, God delivers you. Godliness secures your provision in hard times like this one. Psalm 37, verse 18. And the Lord knew the days of the upright 
and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time. The time of scarcity. They shall not be ashamed. And in the days of famine, they shall be satisfied. When things are scarce, they will be having more than enough. Like I told you, the testimony of someone said, it is not everyone that Corona is affecting. We just have to sympathize with others. That shall be your song. Book. Every hidden plan of the wicked is exposed in the day of trouble when you have sown such a seed of godliness. Number four, ungodliness blocks access to divine secrets. God wants to show you things to come. God wants to tell you and show you the way to go. But when you are not godly, he doesn't waste his time because you won't understand. You will argue it. What you know that others don't know is what puts you in charge. What you know that others don't know is what puts you in charge. They have what they call it knowledge. It is know and have edge. Know and have edge. They call somebody say he has first class. They were other class, but his own was first. He knew, so he had edge. You will have edge over your enemies. In the name of Jesus Christ. You are not stranded because there is no way, but because you choose your own way. You are not stranded because there is no way. You are stranded because you choose your own way. There is a way that seems right to a man. Well, but the end of it is a way of destruction. So you are not stranded because there is no way. You chose your way. May you choose the right way. Daniel proposed in his house in Daniel chapter 1 verse 8 not to defile himself. That was the way he chose. Oh, no wonder. Daniel 2 verse 19 said, There was a secret revealed unto Daniel in the ninth vision. So secrets are revealed to those that choose God's way. Daniel chose God's way. And then he was receiving access to secret. Look at it. Everyone that is celebrated in scripture had something others didn't have. Joseph had access to divine secret. Others did not. He gave them a solution and it became, it became the choice of the nation. Hear this? As God liveth, he is going to give you access to divine secret. Things that people are dying to get, you will get them cheaply in the name of Jesus. To deal with forces of ungodliness, let's consider these keys. Number one, we must crave for the endowment of a spirit of holiness. There's a spirit called the spirit of holiness. It's the spirit of God. It is a cure. Now we are looking at the cures. It is a cure to ungodliness. We must crave for the spirit of holiness. The spirit of holiness is a cure for sinfulness. The spirit of holiness is the cure for sinfulness. Don't pretend that you are righteous. The sin you don't name, you cannot tame. The sin you don't name, you cannot tame, you can't control. Call it what it is. No, I just took how much of that. It's not 29. I just took 29. No, you stole it. 
it is not your own, you stole it. Don't give it good name. Okay, I just had extra marital affair. No. What is it called? Adultery. No, no, just it's, okay. I, I fail. Fail how? Call it the name it is. Don't beautify evil because what you can't name, you can't tame. said uh, if you are more than this age so you cannot get it so you reduce your age now you have reduced the blessing of your life because you are telling God the time you brought me here you made mistake so I want to correct it it leaves you alone you change it change your age do you know what it comes with call it the name that is it's a criminal act punishable by law first and by God. He said, no. He said, it's wisdom. Where? Demonic wisdom. Demonic is not wisdom. It's satanic, it's devilish. Call it his name. The earlier you tell yourself, Lord, I want help. How do you like to be only ghost? And pretend. No. Jesus, this area, I must stop it. Help me. Help me, help me, help me to stop it. You drink alcohol, you smoke cigarettes, and you say, those are my, my cross, it's just my cross. It's not a cross, it's a sin leading you to hell. Even the man that produced this thing said, if you are liable to die young, that is the unbeliever that produced it. Call it his name. You lie is lie, lie is lie. It's, it's lie, no white lie anywhere. Say no, it's white lie. And to come out of all of this, we must crave for enjoyment of the spirit of holiness. Matthew 5 6 Blessed are they which do hunger or test after righteousness. He said, For they shall be filled. Until you want it, you can't have it. The habit you don't want. You don't watch it. Don't allow that sin to lead you to early grief. Praise the name of the Lord. Number two, we must engage the power of the blood for rescue. Some things have gotten here. You know it, you have tried on your own. You couldn't come out of it. It's time to engage the blood. If I came by the blood of a lamb, Revelation 12, 11 said they overcame him. So you need to agree that there is a him that does not want you to live well. He's called the devil. He tries to make sure he brings enmity between you and God. And they overcame him by the blood of a lamb. So if they overcame, you can also overcome. We all will overcome. Whatever area that we need help, I see us overcoming in the name of Jesus. It happens by the blood. I, hear, I had a testimony many years ago. God's servant, Bishop Adamo, was mentioned. He said, I was driving one day. And then as I was driving, very long period, it was uh, traffic along Lagos Road, going to Kenala. And then as I was driving, some music were coming out of these shops. And they were singing some of these worldly songs. You know, fella? 
they were singing those and then the, one of the songs was even prophesying evil he was saying there are different kind of fever and all of that and was mentioning the fever and then God's servant was initially was nodding his head to music and before he knew it he the thing came out he did ah now he began to pray in the holy ghost to destroy that thing that satanic force sir don't look at sin as one of those things they say little forces that spoil the vine some destroy the vine the way you react against somebody taking your thing against you dreaming evil evil dreams the same way they act to see you heard how God someone react to some people that came to bribe him or to seek for bribe rather that came to seek for bribe you see this this things you see we know how to he reacted in their life in case they are still going to collect anyone they will not come close that's how to react to see if you pump passing sin can bury you. You will not be buried. Number three, we must continue to fellowship with the saints. There is something about fellowship that destroys sin, the whole of sin. The less you fellowship, the more you go down spiritually. When you refuse, you love a car so much, I know I don't want to go to mechanic first year. I'm not going. I don't like going to mechanic. Second year, very soon, you will check to the mechanic to look for the mechanic to come to rescue the car. Or they tow the car. So, the workshop of godliness is God's presence. What did I say? The workshop of godliness is God's presence. Every time you come here, you are sanitized. You are purified. You are cleansed. When you hear the word of God, it's not to condemn you. It's to make you adjust. You adjust again. Tell yourself the truth and move forward. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 13, but exhort one another daily. Daily. That it, you need to hear God's word daily. Just as you bait daily. While it is called today. Lest any of you be hardened. It becomes hardened criminal. Through the deceitful deceitfulness of sin. If you take constant word back, you will stay clean. Constant. You know, when somebody bathes in the bedroom and somebody swims, you know, there's usually a difference. You, feel, you see the person. Because it's soaked, properly soaked. So if you bathe constantly in God's word, you also will see this difference. May the difference be clear. In the name of Jesus Christ. Can somebody ask for grace in the sister position? Ask for grace, Lord, and grace me. And grace me, and grace me to do what it takes. You have had the word of God. I believe you took notes. And grace me, Lord, to do these things. Lord, and grace me to do what it takes to live a godly life. Oh, and grace me. I need grace. It is not by power, nor by might, but by the Spirit of the Lord. I need grace. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' matchless name, we are praying. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Remember, it's our covenant day of marital breakthrough. They asked somebody, a 93-year-old, a 93-year-old man, what is your secret of long life? He said, a good wife. If you marry wrong, your destiny can be truncated. 
That is why I believe God. That for as many that desire to settle, that God will give you the right man, the right woman. It doesn't matter how many times you have tried the relationship. There is this time and this is the time where God will give you a testimony. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Marriage is a foundation of life that must not be faulty. Marriage is one fundamental foundation of life that must never be faulty. Quickly, let's look at keys to command marital breakthrough. We begin in an introduction that every challenge marital destiny, such as marital delays, marital crises of all forms, are manifestations of satanic oppression. They are manifestations of satanic oppression. Whosoever is suffering from any form of oppression today, that satanic oppression shall be rolled away. That is why the Bible says, Psalm 68, verse 6. Psalm 68, verse 6. It says, God set God, God, God set the solitary in families. That God is interested in families. Not just that, He bringeth out those which are bound with chains because a lot of people are bound with chains. There are people that have, they have been marked. Their family has been marked that nobody should marry well. There are people that they have been marked in their family that nobody must experience peace. But you hear this. By the power of the Almighty, the God of this commission is pulling you out of such causes. No day of peace. When there's peace this week, they know already they prepare for trouble of next week. Why? Because there's satanic oppression. There are people that they, they must marry several times. Satanic is trying to tamper with your testimony, but not anymore. In the name of Jesus Christ, the encounter with the world is a gateway to our deliverance. And today you will have an encounter with God's word. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Take note this morning that access to the revelation of the world concerning our glorious marital destiny guarantees our deliverance. Remember, the Bible speaking in Psalm 107, verse 20, says his word, the word heal and deliver. So access to God's word guarantees our deliverance. It doesn't matter how ugly the family looks. It doesn't matter how the word of God is about to transform your family. And everybody might not hear the word, just like not everyone in Israel had the word that came unto Joshua. But he sent this word to him, and that word lighted on the nation. That is the kind of word that is coming, Jacob rather. That's the kind of word that is coming to you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We must understand that every child of God that so desires has the God-given right to be settled in marriage. Because it is our God that settles people in marriage. Like we just mentioned. It is God that settles people in marriage. Quickly. How do we actualize our glorious marital destiny? How can we actualize this glorious marital destiny? Number one. You must remain in love with God. You must remain in love with God. Your love for God. Your love for God must not be shaken because you see, when God, you and God are in love, anyone that wants to come to separate you from him, he will fight. He will expose them. 
A lot of people are trapped in marriages today because they don't know, they didn't know what they know now. Only if you were a lover of God then, you will have exposed it. So being lovers with God will help you even when you are in a relationship with somebody that is not of God. You will know on time and cut off. No one will deceive our sisters or our brothers here again. In the name of Jesus Christ. But be in love. Romans chapter 8 verse 28. All things work out for good to them that love God. So there are set of people you can't deceive. They are called lovers of God. All things work together for good to them that love God that are called according to plans and purpose. God has a purpose for you. So because of his calling over your life, he will preserve you not to enter into a wrong relationship. And just in case you are in a relationship and the things, or you are married, you are married, and the things are not going the way you want. Sir, work on your love with God. He knows how to fix every human being. He created. So if he created, he can fix that you've been wondering, is this how people change? If the man is not behaving like the father that is supposed to be, like the husband, God can fix him. If the woman is not behaving like the wife she should be, God can fix her. You had that testimony, several testimonies, two of them that we read this morning. Powerful testimonies. You also will testify. If truly you are in love with God, He will do all it takes to keep you. Praise the Lord. Number two, be committed to kingdom advancement endeavor. It is the jackpot of life. Matthew 6, 3, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things shall be added, including marriage. It shall be added unto you. It shall be added. It shall be added unto you, including marital breakthrough. It shall be added unto you. When you seek God first, praise the Lord. So glorious marital destiny is a reward for seeking God Beware of pride. Pride sinks. Beware of pride. When you cannot listen to anyone, nobody can correct you. You are a proud man. Beware of pride. James chapter 4 verse 6. But he that give, he giveth more grace than to. But God resists at the proud. But give it grace unto the humble. So, if you are humble, God gives grace. But when you are proud, He resists you. Proverbs chapter sixteen verse eighteen: Pride goeth before destruction. Pride, pride, full of self, overestimation of self. Yeah, I know what I'm doing, and he's failing. He's falling. A proud man falls totally, but an open man, even when he makes mistakes, is helped up. A proud man he has fallen and he will still be claiming he knows what to do. But he knows what. If you know what to do, you won't be there. There are a lot of people that can't listen to their wives. You don't take suggestions from your wife. Who will you not take from? And this woman is in this boat that you want, you're about to wreck. The first person to be a victim of that boat is your wife. And then she says, she has something to say. She says, woman, woman. You, if you are still in that age where you condemn women when they are about to talk, you will fall cheaply. Cheaply. There are a lot of people like that. The woman has something to say. You say, no. You don't, you can't. You see, sit down and listen first. Because that might just be the voice of God. You remember that God spoke to donkey? 
So he spoke through your pastor, you did not hear. He wants to repeat it through your wife. Don't shake your head. Don't walk away. If not, you walk into trouble. You are a woman. Your husband cannot correct you. You have, you have finished. How do you survive? Because it, the Bible said clearly, there is a pride going before destruction. So you are walking into destruction by yourself. You are a man, a, a brother here, a sister here. If you meet somebody and does not, he doesn't have regards for his spirit, both biological and spiritually, run for your life. Because you, you will be the one to experience it in full. When you are with someone and he fights every day, everywhere, please run. Because after he's done with all of those people, and you know it is more interesting to fight outside. When you come up, there's peace. But you, he will fight outside and then still continue at home. When you see somebody that no, no, it's just that he had hot, hot blood. Hey, hey, hey. He said he had, he had. No, they, they don't call it hot temper. They give it a good name. Short back. Uh, short. He short tempered. He short cute. May the fuse not blow. Pride. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 33. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. And you know, marriage is honorable. So if you must enjoy the honor of marriage, you must be humble. What more? Be transparent. If you are not ready to be transparent, don't marry. There is no need to deceive yourself. Marriage is transparency. Genesis chapter 2 verse 24. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall be cleaved unto his wife. And they shall be one flesh. You don't know the meaning of one flesh? When he is feeling the pain, you are also feeling it. When the woman is feeling pain, you are feeling it wherever you are. That's one flesh. Be transparent. Be open. A lot of people today are no more. And then their family suffer. Because they were not transparent. The guy had money. But deceived the wife. Until he died. Nobody to go and take the money now. Because they don't know him. You can't claim what you don't know. I'm a victim of that. You hide things. You can't drop your phone. As soon as you drop your phone, your wife move around there, you die. You just know that you are on your way. By the privilege of God, not because I'm a pastor, that's what we do. Every phone we buy, everyone knows the code. There's no need. She has a fingerprint to my phone. I have the fingerprint to her own. I'm not going to check. She might not check. It's not, that's not the reason. But it's also good to check. In case one left legged is trying to trespass, you cut off the leg and rescue. Are you getting me? Every time you are pray, praying in tongue, but you know what is happening around the other side. Be transparent. You leave your phone at home, and then you, you, your office is very far. You start rushing back home because your wife must not see it. Oh God, oh God, which God are you praying to? <laughs> This woman must not see. This woman must not. Wait, no, no. Be transparent. Ban secrecy from your home. Let your wife be the first to know. There are things you will dissolve now and say, I've not told her. 
Let her be the first to know. Not that everybody has gotten to know, so they are telling her it's embarrassing. It kills trust. It's only God knows what people know that I don't know. Don't put your spouse in the tight corner. You are a woman, you claim you are building. Hey, you better be careful. Be careful because you, you might think you want to do surprise, you end up surprising yourself out of your home. There are limits to things you can do. You too shall be one flesh. Your husband does not know how much you earn, or you don't know how much your husband earns. There's a problem. As a man, please submit it. Submit it. I've said it here several times. I don't carry card. I, at, at this stage, I know if I carry it, I might even misplace it. I, I'm used to it. She has the pin. I'm not saying you should give her the pin when you know she doesn't know how to manage it. But that is how we do our own. We train ourselves in it because as a woman, you give her the pin. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, because somebody can be sitting there and be shaking his head and say, Pastor doesn't know my wife. <laughs> pin. There are people like that. However, however, be open. Be open. You see, when the money is not there, she knows it's not there. She won't ask you what you don't have. You know, if you mistakenly ask me what I don't have, you know what I do? I will just laugh and laugh and laugh. Say, this is God I said. <laughs> so I say, go and check yourself. Very simple. Don't make your life complex. You are now, now sweat. Give her. Give her there. No, okay, what are you working for? Ask yourself. Who is going to enjoy it? These little, little things, there are few things that really matter in marriage. One of it, basically, is finance. When there's no money, you fight every time. Now, the things that make you fight, you won't mention it. It's money. But you mention other things. No, the way you shouted, it's not true. It's not the shout. They are just looking for something to refer to. Is somebody getting me? Praise the Lord. And then, next... Engage the power of faith. For second service, engage the power of faith. You must engage it. Faith. We walk by faith. In this kingdom, everything is by faith. It's by faith. You must believe in your spouse. You know, you made mistakes before. You better stop counting. Ah, no. Ten years ago, stop it. Believe in it. Believe in the institution of marriage. The Bible says in Mark chapter 9, verse 23. Jesus said unto him, If thou can believe, all things are possible. Believe. Believe. Believe in the author of the institution. Believe. Believe that marriage has honor. Believe. Some people, because of the marriages they've seen around them that didn't work, they close their mind. They say, Men are evil. Because of the marriage, they say, No, women are deceivers. No, believe in it. There is one that you are not to marry women. You are to marry one woman, the one that God made for you. So if you look at women, you'll be confused. There's someone that's meant for you. Praise the Lord. What must you expect from the communion this morning? The primary purpose of the communion is to empower believers to live like Christ. You will live like Christ. Spirit, soul, and body. You will live like Christ. John chapter 6, verse 57. As the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that heated me, even he shall live by me. So the communion gives you access to the life of Christ. 
Remember the Bible says the life of a flesh is in the blood. You partake of the blood, you begin to behave like Christ. There are things that my son do. I just see him, I laugh, I laugh. Why? I see that it is me. I see me. So when you have the nature of Christ, you behave Christ naturally. So today, this communion will make you start behaving. This communion will make every man behave. It will make every woman behave in the name of Jesus. Therefore, everyone should expect fresh manifestation of the lifestyle of Christ. In holiness and sanctification, Christ's order of health and vitality, expect it, rise to your feet. You lift up your voice and pray, Father, as I partake of the communion today, help me to experience newness of life. Lift up your voice and pray. Help me to experience newness of life as I partake of the communion today. Help me, help me, Father. Help me to experience the newness of life. Help me, Lord, to experience the newness of life. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. You are here this morning. You are not born again. You need the help of God. This is the time. This is the moment. Just a brief prayer. And before you know it, you begin to walk in the light of this world. Wherever you are, watching either from home or you are here physically, you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Why not place your right hand on your chest as you follow me in this prayer? Say after me, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. Forgive me my sins. I reject the devil today and accept you as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, I know you died for me. You died that I might be justified. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' mighty name. You pray that prayer with me. I decree the hand of God rest upon you. The grace to walk in the covenant is released expressly. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I decree that the grace to walk with Jesus, spirit, soul, and body is released in Jesus' name. You pray before we tell the communion one more time, Lord. You have been empowered for all-round victory, exploit, and unquestionable dominion over all life challenges. The end has come to all struggles in Jesus' name. Please share your testimonies with us by calling us on 031-301-6266 or 074-575-9240. You can equally send us an email to wmadaben at yahoo.com. Best of all, come hear the man of God live as you worship with us at in Durban. Our services hold on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. for English and Zulu interpreted services and on Wednesdays at 5.30 p.m. God bless you.